0: Americanism, not globalism, will be our credo as long as we are led by politicians who will not put America first, then we can be assured that other nations will not treat America with respect. The respect. GOP Josh is a young conservative influence with a lot of
1: power. You're listening to the Voice of the Future, fighting for America every day. This is the Conservative Crusader. And here's your host, GOP Josh.
2: Well, hello and welcome. This is the Conservative Crusader here on the Red Future Radio Network. Glad to be back with you all today in this month of August. No, not August. Wow. Great start already at October 2nd, year of our Lord 2023. Appreciate you all joining us here on the Red Future Radio Network. So let's begin, shall we? We've got a lot to get to, a lot we haven't had a chance to discuss over the past couple of weeks. Before I get into any of that, if you happen to, by chance, miss any of my previous interviews, our website over at gopjosh.com slash interviews is fully updated. We had Matt Cody from the o- uh, Oil and Gas Workers Association on the program, Reed Raisner running for U.S. Senate, George Santos, the great congressman from New York's third, Austin Beigel running for state representative here in Ohio, Jake and Sabrina Warner, uh, Isaac Smith from the D.C. Young Republicans, Paul Ingrassia, Lizzie Marbach, Bernie Moreno, um, John Doyle a long time ago on the program. We've got quite the, the archive of interviews. If you missed any of them, make sure you go back and check them out. Um, and we would greatly appreciate it. So something weird about today is that it's actually the start of a trial involving President Trump. So, so it's a business trial in New York, and he's sitting in for, uh, during the trial. He is sitting with his lawyers, Alina, uh, Alina Habba being one of them. Uh, so here's the NPR article, which I hate sourcing NPR, but we're going to today. Uh, a civil business fraud trial against former President Donald Trump begins in New York on Monday today. Trump and other defendants are accused of exaggerating the value of their real estate. If found guilty Trump, who said he's going to court to fight for my name and reputation— would have to pay $250 million in damages and be banned from doing business in New York State. This is one of four pending lawsuits Trump is facing in New York alone while he's seeking the 2024 presidential uh, re-election. After a three-year investigation, New York Attorney General Latita James filed a lawsuit in September of 2022 claiming Trump and his executive team engaged in fraudulent business practices in the market... uh, This includes allegations the value of Trump's businesses and market value of his real estate holdings in New York State and Florida were inflated in order to land deals and negotiate with banks and insurers. So pretty much the trial is saying that Trump Tower and Mar-a-Lago and Bedminster, which uh, New York or New Jersey is not mentioned in the trial, but they're implying, uh, and other properties around the states are Inflated in value, so he has more capital to get a loan on, pretty much is what they're saying. Um, The judge on September 26th already said he committed fraud, including uh, Eric and Donald Jr., uh, said they inflated the value of their assets. Now, I don't believe he has, um, and I'm not saying this as just a Trump fan, but if he has committed fraud, so has every other businessman in America. Right? If you own a home that's worth, small numbers here, $200,000... You're gonna say it's worth three fifty. To try to sell it for three fifty, you know, uh, and so claiming that this is a a deadly trial for President Trump is just a joke. He doesn't have a jury, uh, and, and I'm gonna let him speak for himself. There's a clip here, uh, courtesy of Fox News, from him outside of the courthouse. Uh, it's kind of weird here, to be honest, seeing a so to speak professional Trump, which is like a. A businessman Trump seeing in the eyes of someone before he was on the campaign trail being likable before he was being a guy that people could relate to he was a billionaire businessman and, and hearing him actually in that perspective opens up the world of 2016 again and I think we're going down that path again for re-election and it's going to be big so here's the video here at Fox News
0: I think that was very good that last five minutes was outstanding Because the judge essentially conceded that the statute of addictions that uh, we won at the Court of Appeals is in effect. Therefore, about 80% of the cases over. I was going to come out and say that, as you know, we're not entitled to a jury, which is pretty unusual in the United States of America. So uh, I think it's very unfair that I don't have a jury, but uh, the judge's last statement was very fair. And if I read it right, I'll let perhaps one of the lawyers speak to it. But Cliff, maybe you'll speak to it if you would. But uh, the way I interpret that, and the way everyone else in the room seems to interpret that, is that the statute of limitations uh, is a very real thing in this country, and that would be about eighty percent of this case would be over. Could somebody speak to that, please? Cliff, you want to talk about? That sure. Based on the judge's comments. They said the judge's comments at the end of the
3: year at the end of the trial today would appear that he is agreeing that all the transactions that closed prior to 2014 are now out of the case.
0: Which is about 80% of the case. And it's also uh, something that we want on appeal, but was not accepted by this court, but now seems to be accepted by this court.
2: And so that's the video there pretty much explaining what's going on in this trial. And so like... The president said there, eighty percent of the trials thrown out. This is going to be irrelevant very soon. It's not going to matter. Um, and, and so it's just one more way to get him off of campaigning, get him out of Iowa, get him out of New Hampshire, and whatever else. And, and he doesn't need to campaign in the primary to win. He's going to win the primary anyway. Um, it's just a way to get in the news that President Trump is on trial again. A way to get in the news that, hey guys, look at this. Trump is is a liar, criminal, fraudster, businessman, which isn't true. Now, when, when you have the cameras in the courtroom, which there shouldn't be cameras in the courtroom, I, I think sometimes it's decent, but on high-profile trials, it should, shouldn't should be a reality show, which is what the judge is making it. You'll see the camera will pan to him, he'll take off his glasses, he'll, he'll try not to laugh, try not to smile, like, ha I'm finally getting him, and look at this camera pointing at me doing it. I mean, it's a, it's a joke, a complete and total joke of a trial. And so I don't think it's going to be a big deal um, as we move forward. And obviously I'm not going to change my opinion on President Trump. I, I think any news could come out and I wouldn't change my opinion on President Trump um, unless he stopped running and then obviously I'd find someone else to. And I'd probably still write his name in. Um, but we'll see where this goes. I don't think it's going to be important. In 2024, I don't think it's going to be important. A week from now, Trump says he should be disbarred. The the judge, which I agree. Um, you're just you can't sit there and smile and laugh at your at your uh, defendant in this trial. And Letita James is there because she campaigned on the principle that she'll get Donald Trump right. Neither of them are bipartisan actors. They're both partisan actors trying to get President Trump uh, arrested. And get him thrown in, in jail because they promised their voters that they would throw President Trump in jail and it's not working. So they're doing whatever they can. Um, so that is the update on the Trump sort of lawsuit and related trials at this point. It is unbelievable that the 45th president of the United States, a former president and should be current president of the United States, is sitting in a, a courtroom... Uh, for trial that is insane we are in a banana republic america and and there's a trend going around oh how much do the men think about the roman empire i don't think about it a lot but i think about how we are so similar to rome falling at this point as a country and we're turning on our greatest allies our greatest fighters for political gain yeah i would have to say we're pretty similar Alright, my friends, our phone number here, 574-675-6747. That is 57 G-O-P-Josh 7. Brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash G O P Josh. Support the program for as little as $3 a month. Over at patreon.com slash G-O P Josh. P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash G-O-P-J-O-S-H. Over there at patreon.com slash G-O-P-Josh back with Matt Gates News and uh, Kevin McCarthy. Right back after this.
1: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader. This is the Conservative Crusader.
2: Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Thank you all for staying tuned in through that break, keeping us on the air over there on the on the advertisements, which I know no one loves, but I appreciate you all sticking through them. Um, so let's hop in here really quickly, and uh, let's hop skip right into it, so to speak, folks. Matt Gates who was a great gentleman when I met him on Capitol Hill just a few weeks ago, or about a couple months now, but still, not too long ago. A great man welcomed me into his office. He has a great staff behind him. He has some of the best staffers on Capitol Hill. He has been saying for months now that he is going to put a motion to vacate on the on the floor for, uh, for uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who worked with the Democrats to keep the government open and work for the Democrats with a lot of things when they don't have Republican votes. We only have a five-seat majority at max in the House, so he has to work with Democrats when Republicans aren't happy with him, and that makes him a rhino, makes him not doing anything um, anything good for us. You know what I mean? Not, not, nothing good for for the Republicans, so to speak. Um And so, he's been pushing a motion to vacate, which means one person can bring up a vote, a new vote, on whether or not he should be Speaker of the House. Right? So, he's been pushing for this for a while now. He's been threatening it for a while now. But we haven't gotten anything from it yet. Um, He officially said on CNN on uh, Sunday during the Jake Tapper show that he is going to put a motion to vacate on the floor. Officially. He He said it loud and clear. Um... And so he gave a speech on the floor of the house today, uh, this Monday, and he said, we're going to wait a little bit. So let's see if we can find that video here Um, uh, of him talking about that. Here's the video. It's like five minutes long, but I listened to it earlier. It's very important and it's a very important five minutes. So I think we're going to to play through it all. I hate to say we're going to use our, our all of our time for that, but it's very important for this country. So let's. It's going to be historic if he does do a motion to vacate. So it's important to play this out and describe to you all what's going on.
3: I rise to raise a question. What was the secret side deal on Ukraine? House Democrats and President Biden have said that as Speaker McCarthy was asking Republicans to vote for a continuing resolution so as to avoid having to take the Senate's plus up in Ukraine money that the Speaker of the House was actually cutting a side deal to bring Ukraine legislation to this floor with President Biden and House Democrats. So let me get this straight. To extend Joe Biden's spending and Joe Biden's policy priorities, the Speaker of the House gave away to Joe Biden the money for Ukraine that Joe Biden wanted. It is going to be difficult for my Republican friends to keep calling President Biden feeble while he continues to take Speaker McCarthy's lunch money in every negotiation. The Speaker of the House has responded to these reports of a secret side deal on money for Ukraine, opaquely stating that he still wants to fund Ukraine and our border. I have a few replies to this statement. First, the Speaker's statement confirms the existence of a secret deal. And I have talked to members of our own leadership who have said they didn't even know that Speaker McCarthy was negotiating a secret side deal outside of our conference, outside of his own leadership team, for the sake of Ukraine. Second, Ukraine has lost the support of a majority of the majority. The last time there was a freestanding Ukraine vote on this floor, it was last week, 101 Republicans voted for it, 117 Republicans voted against it. According to the Hastert rule, which Speaker McCarthy agreed to in January, you cannot use Democrats to roll a majority of the majority, certainly on something as consequential as Ukraine. So for all the crocodile tears about what may happen later this week about a motion to vacate, Working with the Democrats is a yellow brick road that has been paved by Speaker McCarthy. Whether it was the debt limit deal, the CR, or now the secret deal on Ukraine. Third, this is swampy log rolling. The American people deserve single subject bills. I get that a lot of folks might disagree with my perspectives on the border or on Ukraine, But can we at least agree that no matter how you feel about Ukraine or the southern border, they each deserve the dignity of their own consideration and should not be rolled together where they might pass where each individually wouldn't? This is what we're trying to get away from. This is the spirit of the January agreement we made with the Speaker. No more lashing these disparate issues together so that the American people's interests are subjugated here on the floor of the House. You know how we should stand up for our border? demand that the United States Senate take up our single subject appropriation bill that funded the border. It created Republican unity. We voted for it. It has the policy demands that the continuing resolution that Speaker McCarthy advocated for on this floor did not. Our DHS funding bill requires E-Verify. And then hours later, after we passed that, the Speaker wanted us to vote for a continuing resolution that didn't include E-Verify. Retreat is never a strategy to win anything. So Mr. Speaker, just tell us, just tell us, what was in the secret Ukraine side deal? What commitments were made to to President Biden to continue the spending of President Biden in exchange for doing things for President Biden? It is becoming increasingly clear who the Speaker of the House already works for and it's not the Republican conference. Mr. Speaker, I would ask that these questions be answered soon because there may be other votes coming today or later this week that uh, could could be implicated by the answers to these questions. Members of the Republican Party might vote differently on a motion to vacate if they heard what the speaker had to share with us about his secret side deal with Joe Biden on Ukraine. I'll be listening. Stay tuned. And I yield back.
2: So this was at noon I'm, today. And he uh, that was Matt Gates, of course, the great congressman from Florida. And, and he was expected to come out and say he was going to motion to vacate right then and there. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, stay tuned is what he said. We'll see what he says. We'll see where it goes and see uh, how this motion to vacate goes down. I don't believe he has the votes. And I believe that's kind of what's holding him out from doing anything is if he has the votes or not. Um, and so he apparently he doesn't right now, I would guess. Uh, Nancy Mace on The View, which I didn't know she was relevant enough to be on The View, but The, the View is a very irrelevant show. Uh, says she emphasizes with Matt Gates his effort to oust Kevin McCarthy um I emphasize with Matt Gates I'm not playing the video emphasized his met with Matt Gates over his frustration my frustration is a bit different but I was made promises by the speaker that have not been kept um so so here's where she goes she goes left wing um I have been a strong fighter for women's rights since the overturning of Roe v Wade Actually, since before then, I negotiated my own deals, my own promises on women's issues, on gun violence, on balancing the budget. None of those promises have been kept. I come from South Carolina. When, you, when I look you in the eye, I shake your hand I make a promise I keep it. And I expect you to keep it, too. So I emphasize with some frustration. So maybe, for the wrong reasons, Nancy Mace might be a yes on the motion to vacate. Which would be pretty wild. knowing She's saying, hey, I haven't got any abortion legislation across the finish line. Hey! Haven't got any, anything uh, to that regard. So, I mean, <laughs> just come on, man. Why are you? Why are you a Republican battling for a Democrat issue? That and I don't understand Nancy Mace. But Matt Gates, uh, we'll get to this a little in the next segment because we are coming up on a hard break here. But Matt Gates might not be in Congress much longer. Obviously, he's planning on running for governor in twenty twenty six. At least, I hope he does. I I like him in Congress, but I think as an executive, I've been I've been battling this back and forth in my head. But I think he has more power as a governor. And Florida needs a strong pro Florida governor, knowing we haven't had a strong governor in Florida since, um, whenever the campaign was announced uh, announced by Ron DeSantis. Uh, And so I'd like to see a strong governor in Florida, but he might not be in Congress any longer, uh, not by choice. So we'll get to that after the break. Before we get to that, make sure you guys go over to to our Fiverr link. That is bit.ly, bit.ly, slash G-O-P Josh Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R, F-I-V-E-R-R, B-I-T-L-Y, slash G-O-P Josh Fiverr, Uh, translation services, logo design, book cover design, uh, hint, hint. Whatever you might need, you can find over at Fiverr by using our link, bit.ly slash gopjoshfiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. And thank you, Fiverr, for sponsoring this program. We'll be right back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network. You are listening to the number one Ohio political podcast. Back after this.
1: You're listening to the Conservative
2: Crusader.
1: This is the Conservative Crusader.
2: Welcome back. This is the Conservative Crusader. Today, by the way, um, yesterday was the birthday of former President Jimmy Carter, who I didn't realize he was actually still up and kicking. But it was his birthday, uh, 99th, so happy birthday, uh, Jimmy Carter. He has 43 years, uh, I believe, of post-presidents living which is just crazy. He only served for obviously four years, um, 43 years. So uh, yeah, happy birthday, Jimmy Carter. Um, Not a big fan of his politics, but he always seemed like a genuine man and and one of the last good um, people on the Democrat side. So uh, happy birthday, sir, if you're for some reason listening to this program. (laughs) Um, He's on, uh, I believe, hospice. So um, keep kicking, sir. Alright, so we talked last uh, in the break, or before the break, about how Matt Gates is pushing Kevin McCarthy to the right, trying to recommend, hey, we're going to motion to vacate you if you don't get in line, pretty much. Do what you promised us to do, because when you became Speaker, you made promises, and you aren't keeping them. Well, a lo- one lawmaker told Fox News, not named, this is from People Magazine, no one can stand him at this point, a smart guy without morals. And so pretty much Republicans, who would have the support of every Democrat, if they voted to do this, are planning a expulsion vote by Matt Gates. Think about this. And I, I want you to, to think about this in, in a job perspective. You are brought by the people to do what you say you will do. This is not a new Stick for Matt Gates to be an anti-establishment kind of guy. He's been doing this since he's been in Congress, since he's been in government. He was elected by the people of Florida's first to serve as that anti-establishment kind of guy, backing up against and fighting against both the Republican Party and the Democrat Party when necessary. And because he's making the establishment mad, because he's going out there and saying the wrong things about Kevin McCarthy, the wrong things, about Marjorie Taylor Greene, the wrong things about the people in leadership, the wrong things about Ukraine, the wrong things about this and the wrong things about that. They are considering trying to vote an expulsion against him, taking him out of Congress. We had Jamal Bowen, who is a a, a congressman from who knows where, a Democrat, pull a fly, fire alarm trying to delay a vote during the Saturday uh, discussions uh, with... Um, uh, uh, the the budget discussions, he tried to, to pull a fire alarm delaying the vote. They voted to to obstruct the vote by voting to adjourn. Not a single person agreeing to it, it took an hour of their time so they could try to push through this, this bogus CR at the last minute. But because Matt Gaetz, who is a strong conservative fighter, he said all the right things, he does all the right things, has said the wrong thing about Kevin McCarthy. Republicans are trying to... Remove him from Congress, expel him from Congress. Um, Gates said on on CNN State of the Union, the one thing everyone has in common is that nobody trusts Kevin McCarthy. He planned to file a motion to vacate. He said, obviously, stay tuned. Um, so what they're trying to figure out now is, do they have half of a uh, half of Republicans, because they need two thirds majority, or actually thirty three, so to speak, percent of Republicans to expel um, or expel Matt Gates, If they have that, because the Democrats are all going to vote against him, we have the strongest conservative fighter, probably in House history, removed from his position because he threatened leadership, because he threatened the Bushy, the Paul Ryan, the... Even to some regards, Reagan establishment of the Republican Party and said, hey, my way or the highway, because my way is how conservative voters think. Because his way is the way his voters told him to govern, told him to go and legislate. And so he might have to run for governor because he has no other option. If he's expelled, I'm sure if he is allowed, and I'm not sure the logistics behind this, but I'm sure if he was allowed, he could very easily get reelected. Uh, to Congress. He's very popular in his district. His district is a Republican district, but he's popular by his constituents as well because his constituents are tired. You're tired You're listening to this program. Of the radical left and of the Republican establishment, not taking you seriously, not taking our values seriously, not taking what we're trying to do as a country, and as a movement, seriously. And so when you have President Trump backing Kevin McCarthy, I'm not a fan, of course. When you have Kevin McCarthy going up against Matt Gaetz, I'm definitely not a fan. And they're trying to expel him for that. Think about that. Take that with you. Really quickly here, Diane Feinstein, uh, who is a former Democrat senator from California, longest-serving member uh, of the Senate, or woman member of the Senate, in um, history has passed away, and so not time to uh, to make a political gain. Um, but she has passed away. Rest in peace, obviously, um, and pray for her and her family. And, and by the way, really quick, Matt Gates actually defended McCarthy in trying to to get Matt Gates out of there. Just by the way, just really quick, Newt Gingrich uh, defended him, which is in- crazy. Okay. Back to the topic we're on. I'm, I'm all scatterbrained today. we got a lot to get to. Um, Governor Gavin Newsom has the uh, duty to appoint someone to the Senate to replace Dianne Feinstein's uh, position. They were hoping she would make it through this term because Adam Schiff, Katie Porter, and Barbara Lee are all three running for that seat. All three members of Congress. Barbara Lee may, might not be, but they, uh, but uh, Schiff and Porter both are. Barbara Lee, what, what position is she? Oh, she's also a congressman. Okay. So I, I was right. Um... So he could probably put, he, uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, promised to appoint a woman, a black woman, to the Senate to replace Diane Feinstein, who's a long time serving white woman. And I wonder if we have the video. Do We still have that clip from a long time ago where she's telling the kids uh, to shut up that are trying to t- uh, teach her about climate change. Do we have that? <laughs> I'll keep looking for it while we, while we keep uh, going through this story. But she has passed away, obviously. And so he is appointing Lafonza Butler to be the new senator, according to a spokesman, which is just kind of mind-blowing to me when you really think about it. Um, because she is the president of Emily's List. And Emily's List is a pro-abortion group based in Washington, D.C. So Lafonza Butler lives in Washington, D.C. She has lived in Washington, D.C. for a long time now. She is for at least eight years. So instead of Barbara Lee, instead of someone running for that seat, instead of someone from the state of California, or at least permanently currently living in California, uh, he chose Some random pro-abortion activist from uh, Maryland. So think about that, I guess. I mean, I I don't really know. I don't think that LaFonza, whatever her last name is, uh, LaFonza Butler is going to run again for re-election. I doubt it, at least. But uh, I don't know. If she is, she is. She's going to be irrelevant. I don't think she's going to make a big push or a big effect in terms of the Senate race or of the Senate in general. She'll just kind of be a a Republican talking point, a Republican person to go up and... Or a Democrat, I'm sorry. (laughs) To go up and and, and say what she wants to say. But I'm not really worried about her. It should be someone from California that lives there and has a stake in the country. But when you have to pick a black woman uh, because you say so and you don't want to get involved in the primary... You gotta pick someone. So Barbara Lee was out. LaFonza Butler, the new senator from California who lives in Maryland. But when Dr. Oz doesn't, oh, he's a carpetbagger. He can't win again. Um. So yeah, Butler was a resident of Maryland in the group's FEC filings. Um, so yeah, whatever. If you can get away with living in a different state than you go for like Mitt Romney did, go for it. I mean, I don't really care. I'm not in California. I don't have any impact. But Whatever. I mean, (laughs) whatever. Uh, For that lady. Rest in peace, Dianne Feinstein. I feel like your record is already being expunged. She was, honestly, uh, during her earlier years, she was kind of level-headed, kind of a great congresswoman. Or not great, but kind of a a decent Democrat. And so it's kind of unfortunate in general. Uh, So, friends, we will be right back after this with our Ohio segment. The Ohio Department of Education. There's a lot to get to there. We'll be back after this here on the Red Future Radio Network. GOPjosh.com is our website and back after this.
1: You're listening to the Conservative Crusader.
2: Hey everyone, it's GOPjosh. We can only keep the Conservative Crusader podcast or, or program that you're listening to right now on the air with your support. We have recently launched a Patreon program where you can support us here at Red Feature Radio for as little as $3 a month. You can find that at patreon.com slash Josh. You can also support the program at anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader for as much or as little as you'd like to give. This program will remain free and financial support is not required or expected, but anything to keep us on the air helps. Thank you, folks. And now back to the conservative crusader.
3: about our team what he said about our team i cannot believe this is a tough team right here we're
2: proud to be from ohio and it's always been ohio against the world and it'll continue to be ohio against the world but i'll tell you what i love those kids and we got a tough team
3: so that was after the
2: last victory by the buckeyes which was against uh notre dame they did not play this week um they had their bye week uh the Bengals got crushed by the titans yesterday 27 to 3 in Tennessee, and the Browns for your kind of football wrap up uh, got crushed by the Ravens in uh, Cleveland, 28 to 3. Interestingly enough, they beat the Titans last week, 27 to 3. So, kind of flipped it on their head, Titans did. Wow, exactly. Uh, which is the other Ohio team. So, let's hop into the politics of it now, uh, so to speak. And I guess it's kind of political. I guess it's more about the education, which the Ohio education system's a mess as it is already. We know this. I don't know about you, but I know I know this. Um, the o- so the Ohio Board of Education, this is actually updating as we're hopping into the program. Originally, the, the headline was, hey, the Ohio Department of Education is going to cease to exist um, <laughs> going into tonight. And so that, that has been updated now, which is kind of good, but I haven't read this article yet, so I might be stuttering or whatever else over my words. Um, so the State Board of Education will retain its powers after midnight, but perhaps not much longer than that. And apparently at midnight tonight is when they were supposed to expire. Uh, a scheduled overhaul of the state's education agency hangs in the balance of a judge's ruling as a temporary restraining order blocking... Pardon me. hiccuping here. Uh, the changes is set to expire. That temporary restraining order will remain in place. A magistrate ruled Monday evening while she ponders whether to approve a longer block of the changes taking effect. So... um. A lack of clarity has led the state to believe, regardless of the restraining order, the Department of Education will cease to exist when the clock strikes midnight, Governor Mike DeWine said at a news conference Monday evening. Uh, So the new department created by law will operate in its place. So the state, this happened in the budget, uh, renamed the Department of Education, the Department of, oh, wait a second, this is worded weird. Thanks, Natalie Fahmy from NBC. Uh, The changes passed as a part of the state's uh, biennial budget Rename the Department the Department of Education and Workforce and transfer most powers of the state's education board to a governor-appointed position. About two weeks before the changes were slated to take effect, seven members of the education board sued to block the overhaul, claiming it violated multiple constitutional provisions. Um, this is the school board. I'm not sure who it was, who the members were, if it says in this second article here, uh, Christina Collins is one of them. I believe she was a Democrat. Um, or at least she ran as an office as a Democrat and she just didn't win. Um, and yeah, none of them are great Congress or not great members, uh, from the names I'm seeing here. So I'm not going to worry about naming them here. Um, a judge placed a temporary restraining order prohibiting the establishment of the new department and transfer the power. But DeWine said the plain language of the judge's ruling does not prevent the DOE's dissolution come Tuesday. That dissolution will leave a large void and the potential for chaos. We believe, based on what our lawyers tell us, that the new department can, in fact, function. Uh, it will operate Tuesday, DeWine said, but he will not appoint a director, nor will powers be stripped from the state board. So he had a press conference. It's always weird, by the way, uh, when when DeWine has a press conference. Cause he's like five foot four, right? He, he's a short guy. I've only been in his presence, and I say that because he, he runs away every time I'm in town, it seems. Um, I've only been in his presence about twice, and and he's about five foot four, I would have to guess. And then you have John Husted, who's about an inch taller than me. I'm five nine, so he's about five ten. Uh, and John Husted is is like a tower over this guy. I mean, it's like it's like downtown with the Huntington Tower over there, with with the State House right underneath. Like you're not even competing, dude. And obviously, Husted's only in the background to kind of stand there and look look pretty, so to speak. I guess is a bad word for it. Because he wants to be governor. He wants to run for that position. And I guess he did speak during this press conference, but I'm not going to play that. I'm not playing any of the press conference. He spoke for like three minutes. He's only there to boost his name recognition. He's running for governor in 2026. But that's the kind of Ohio news for now. The Department of Education and Workforce is a new department. And should be functional tomorrow. Even with this sort of whatever you want to call it. I don't think the day-to-day of the Board of Education is a major deal. I really don't. I don't think they do enough every day to even worry about it, let alone as often as, as they're kind of promoting it. They, they are a great board to go speak your mind at and get a clip for social media out of, but most of the decisions are made before you walk in the room. It's just like testifying before Congress. The decisions are made before you walk in the room, before you make your testimony. Same with the Board of Education. They, they are irrelevant. And so you, you can say what you want to say about it, but I'm I'm just being honest. And I hate to say it that way. All right, friends, we're going to wrap up this program here for the night of Monday, October 2nd, 2023, Year of Our Lord. I appreciate you all so much for joining us here on the show. If you missed any of it, make sure you go back and listen to the rest over on our website that's gopjosh.com uh, go to the show tab if you want to catch tonight's episode or any of our archived 227 episodes all of our interviews over there at, at, at gopjosh.com slash interviews it is uh, very very exciting thank you all so very much for joining us today and we will be back with you all on wednesday so my friends stay safe stay healthy and most importantly Stay tuned, a production of Red Future Radio.
1: You're listening to The Conservative Crusader.